0: All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Get It Done podcast. My name is Joe Zanke, your host, uh, co-founder and COO of On Demand Storage. And I have a special guest today, Mike Patinji of Able Womack. Mike, how's it going?
1: Excellent, Joe. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's uh, it's fantastic to have you on. So, um, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, Able Womack as a company and uh, and your role over there?
1: Okay. Uh, thanks for having me on, Joe. It's, uh, so Able Womack has been around since 1922. Uh, we're a material handling systems ed- integrator. Uh, actually, the buzzword now is um, we're an intralogistics solution provider, uh, and that means we provide companies anything from a, a single lift truck all, all the way down to a complete, fully automated system. You know, anything that falls within the four walls of an organization is what we, um, we, we handle and help um, consult.
0: So has it always been that or did you did the company start off focusing on a singular thing and then built it into something that can help, you know, the entire organization?
1: Well, it's interesting. So in 1922, they started as a overhead crane manufacturer out of Brookline, Mass. And they picked up the Raymond lift truck line uh, in the 50s, which is still a huge part of our business. Uh, and then over the last few years, uh, we've pretty much trying to keep up with the Joneses from a, a technology standpoint and from a, a product um, distribution standpoint because as you know, you know, things change overnight, it seems.
0: Definitely. Definitely. And so your role over there currently and for the last eight years has been the president. Um and you know, I like to, you know, the people on the on the show that I typically talk to are, you know, founders, CEOs, or presidents of companies. And I think there's a few different ways to get to that rank, which is, you know, start your own company and and present, you know, just name yourself it. Um get poached by another company into a position of, you know, CEO or president or, you know, the route that you went, which seemed like to start off there early on in your career and, you know, work your way all the way up to, to being the president, someone that runs the company. So um, was your goal to be the president of Able Womack one day when you first started?
1: (laughs) Interesting question, Joe. Uh, So uh, when I graduated from college, I graduated with a marketing degree from Stonehill college and I played baseball there. So I was planning on getting into some sort of, um, equipment type sales to other colleges through the likes of like Mizuno and some of the others so um, I needed interview experience and Abel Womack at the time was called Robert Abel and Company in Woburn uh, I rode my bicycle there not I'm talking my Huffy 10 speed not a motorcycle <laughs> not the car at the time uh, so I needed interview experience they offered me the job I said you know what I'll stick it out here for a year or so I was an entry-level sales guy in downtown Chelsea in the meat markets of Boston um, and I like to joke with people outside of the CEO of Able Womack, who's been there 36, uh, 46 years. I'm going on year 32, and I just tell people I've outlasted everyone. <laughs>
0: that's it, yeah. You just, you just outlasted, the, the, you know, taking it, it to the next level. Yeah. It's, 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 it's,
1: it's, it's a great company. The, the, the culture that, that we're um, living in now is the same culture that it's always been since I started in 1988. And, and I think that's why I joke about the tenureship, which is, is a proud thing for me. Um, but even even I'm proud of the fact that out of 240 people, I'm probably just outside of the top 20 in tenure. So we have some long-standing employees uh, that have stuck it out with us, and and so you know, we 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 like to treat it like a family. But as we get bigger, we have to realize we have to run a business. But yep, I think the attitude in general is what makes it easier to succeed.
0: That's amazing. I mean, to have that type of retention, um, you know, just goes to show you, you know how good of a culture you guys have built and you know that um you guys are constantly you adapting know, moving forward and being able to keep up and and um you know people are, are just clearly you know excited to work which is great and I've, I've been we've been fortunate enough with on-demand storage to have worked with you guys um in the past and, and you know i got to meet a couple of the employees too and yeah you guys you know it seems like um the culture over there is is awesome just from the the limited amount that i've seen personally thanks so over the last eight years since you became president, you know, what are some things that you focused on in that role to, um, you know, adapt or just continue pushing forward within the company?
1: Um, we, a couple of things. The first and foremost is uh, continued business development. You know, myself and the CEO, John, we, we continue to work on business development because you, you know, you always want to make sure, you know, networking out and get, get a good customer, customer base so you can, you know, start working with small companies and large companies. You know, nowadays, between the startup and you know the cannabis industry is is going through the roof and 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 we're benefiting uh, from that. So we continue on the business development side, and then more more recently, my role has been focused on you know what's next for our for our customers and what's next for the um, the, new, the next product that comes out. You know, autonomous vehicles and robotics. You know, five years ago, we, you know we were dabbling in that. Now we're full blown into the robotics world and the uh, the autonomous vehicles and and it seems like every every week someone will contact us and say, hey, we're interested in you distributing the product. So it's becoming a little bit of a juggling game. You know, you don't want to over, you don't want to, uh, you want to stay within your core competencies. Uh, but we continue to build our engineering group to be able to support the products that are ultimately going to, you know, going to be the next launch of, you know, you know. I remember years ago it was a lift truck that was a big sale. Yeah. Now it's everything else is you know people. You know, we we want to go autonomous and. need to save save labor we can't find labor so it's it's all about product right now and 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 the right application uh, yeah you can apply
0: no i mean that's a huge disruption too. um you having going from you know having to have someone who is on staff in your in your company um able to you know operate the forklift stuff like that to just having this you know go completely automated then the automation fitting into your you know warehouse if you're a consumer of these things so are you guys seeing that type of stuff roll out pretty quickly when it comes to
1: you Yeah. And, and it's interesting. Um, you know, it, it seems like nowadays an, inter- an interview or discussion doesn't go back without COVID being mentioned, but uh, I, I will say that a lot of this robotic stuff and, and, uh, you know, the uh, lack of finding reliable labor has been going on. It's just kind of been slugging through the process. Uh, so the robot sales been up because they don't take breaks and they're reliable. Um, And then all of a sudden, social distancing became a big part. So now you have collaborative robots that can work amongst people. It was going to happen, but COVID just accelerated the fact that people need to get it done and get it done now. So it seems like the activity level
0: has been... Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, That makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. No, I was talking to somebody the other day. They're in the real estate industry, but they said that the, the changes that COVID brought on would have probably taken 10 to 15, maybe even 20 years for it to like roll out as quickly as it, as it has, like, you know, to get to the point where it is today based on, you know, right. but now COVID just accelerated that, you know, over the course of eight months, like that much adaption and that much um, change has happened just in that course of, you know, the, the eight to nine months that we've been doing this.
1: And we're fortunate as well to be involved with um, a lot of the uh, life sciences companies that are, you know, that are working on the the, the vaccine that uh, that manufacture the actual tests that go on. So, wow. So, you know, we go from, we were, we were considered essential because we, we take care of the food industry. And now we have the life sciences side of things. And um, so, yeah, it's the one exciting thing about this job. It's not, you know, material handling isn't glamorous, but you really get an opportunity to meet uh, and, and, and see how all these things get done, uh, you know, from, from goods to, to consumer. It's, it's, it's just astonishing.
0: I'm sure. No, that's amazing. And uh, in all the different industries too, from medication well, to food and produce to you know how um like these engineering firms, you know, are able to to take those tools and build their products. You know, it's I'm I'm sure, you know, going into some of these warehouses and and labor in labs are is just is just amazing. So that sounds really, really cool. Um so a big part of you know being a president CEO business owner, whatever it is, is as you build out your team, you know, you obviously have to continue to manage people. Um, Abel Womack, you know, how many employees do you guys have over there now? Uh,
1: 235, 235.
0: So as a president of the company, what are a couple things, you know, that you focus on personally, whether, you know, maybe some principles when you're managing, you know, the people within your team and and, and that many people.
1: Yeah. So good question. Uh, I've always been a, a big fan of hiring people smarter than you. Uh, And surround yourself with very smart, hardworking people. Um, It makes being a leader that much easier. And I'm fortunate to have uh, a level of of directors and managers below me that um, do a wonderful job of keeping the culture positive, getting the results done. Um, I have an open-door policy, obviously, and I've been here for so long. And a lot of these people have been here longer than me. So um, it's just a great dialogue. And and we seem to click and be on the same page. So I don't really have to do a lot of -of out-of-the-box thinking. You no, know, we 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 make changes. We you know we're not we're not stuck in the mud, um, but we make deliberate changes uh, that follow the business, uh, the, the best business decisions that we make. And and again, having that type of staff working with you, uh, really w- working with me, not for me, um, is 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 a, a huge. Um, it makes my job a whole lot easier.
0: One hundred percent. I mean, building out the right team. You know, I've noticed in my own business, and then just talking to people on this show, is. Um, you know, so vitally important to, you know, being able to grow and last as long as, you know, a company like Able Womack has lasted. It's almost a hundred years. Um, but you need to build out the right team to keep that culture. And also, like you mentioned, you know, hire people that are smarter than you and, and, and better than you at certain things. Because, you know, as a as a former salesperson, as someone who seems to, you know, be skilled in the business development end of, the, of your business, you should be spending a lot of your time doing that type of stuff, which it seems like you're doing, which is great. Cause that will help grow the company in the direction it's, it's currently in and, and heading towards. And you can let, you know, some other people handle some of the other tasks that might just be, um, you know, too much for you to all, to do all at once. You know, we've, we've hired some people who are, you know, better, um, better financially, like better with the finances than we are. We hired some people that are better administratively than we are setting up systems than we are, you know what I mean? And, and that's just things that we either recognize like, Hey, you know, this is a, an opportunity to, Make a new hire and, and build out them, or this is just something that maybe I'm not that good at. And we can get someone who is is better at it than I am, smarter at it than I am, and you know, can put us in a position to succeed when it comes to, to doing that.
1: Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. You, you made the term recognize. And uh, and that's what you have to do. You have to recognize your strengths and, and your core competencies um, and just concentrate what you're good at.
0: Definitely, definitely. So the last question I typically like to ask people, I know we talked a little bit about COVID here and, and how certain, you know, I think our industry has benefited a little bit from it, especially towards the end of this. You guys, like you said, have been able to make relationships and in new, in, in new business relationships. Um, but, you know, as an overall, it's, um, <clears throat> it's been a tough thing to deal with. It's been, you know, very hard in certain industries, it's been just very hard as a society. Um, have you learned anything in particular while dealing with COVID? you know, business-wise or life-wise that, you know, maybe you could offer as a a word of encouragement to people. Um, I'm trying to spin it in like more of a positive way. You know, it's like, um, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, we've been able to get more creative as a society. So I just figured I'd ask, you know, if you've seen anything on a personal level that that this has kind of taught you.
1: Yeah, I will say, um, this is probably more on the business side, but I think the empathy part of it is personal as well as, you know, outside of some of our customers who were really doing well when this COVID first hit, we had several of our longstanding customers that were struggling. Um, so, you know, we worked with them mostly on, you know, stopping their lease payments, stopping their su- support contracts until this thing sort of died down. And it, it, you know, obviously it's a risky, it's a risky thing from a business standpoint, because we were doing okay. But I will tell you when, when things started popping back to normal, um, the customers that we stayed with and worked with, uh, look at it as as it was a save you know savior to them uh, that we you know that we were a partner not a not a vendor um, and that's going to go a long way um, not only with our relationship with them and we did it just, you know I like to say out of a goodness of our heart you know, we have a business to run but we still realize people struggle and then they bounce back so it's not only going to assist us I think with the relationship with those customers but the greatest thing in in uh, any business Joe as you know is referrals. So if you can get uh, some positive feedback of the things that you generally do as your business culture, then that's going to go on a long way. Definitely. The only thing i will to say from a personal standpoint is just how ignorant some people are with regards to just putting a mask on and walking in. You know, my son works at a grocery store and he gets yelled at because they have to wear a mask. And it's like, uh, I don't know, I think it's. I think it, it it brought out the best in people, and it brought out in some cases the, the worst in people.
0: Yeah, no, it is a pretty polarizing thing. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> it certainly is, and, you know, I think you you mentioned something, um, you know, super important is like you mentioned, you know, obviously from a business end getting referrals, but the way that you earn those referrals isn't always just by you know go, doing you know the best job or having the best product. It's by you know having compassion, empathy for people, you know, and and showing them your best side when they might be at their worst i think that that like is you know just quality in business quality in life goes a long way um give back to people because you never know you might be in a position yourself at some point hopefully not but you never know what's going to happen where you need them to do it for you and you'd want that in return so i think that that was a really good answer um so look my my last question i typically ask people um just because i'm trying to build out a little bit of a library um you know if you uh Read any good books lately, or kind of throughout your career that you know you um, would recommend to to some of our listeners out there? It's yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just read a couple. Since I've been doing these interviews, I've been asking people this question, and I've you know bought a few of the recommendations. I'm trying to buy all of them at some point, but uh, I figured I'd just uh, pop that in there if you if you've if you've read anything good recently.
1: Um, no, I haven't read anything good recently, but I will say um, one one book which I thought was very interesting uh, was written by a. a professor i believe from harvard um, or boston called somewhere local and it was called you raised us now work with us and it was a, a book about the millennials and how their approach to business um, is a little different and and i have millennials so i created you know what people sometimes call the millennial monster uh, but it's a very it was very um telling it was, you know they they interviewed uh, various uh, millennials and, and how their approach to work and life and the balance was and and it, it, it helped because, as you know, with that much um, tenure at our company, we're looking to build up uh, with some young, uh, bright future stars. And you have to you have to understand where they're coming from. Um, and, and I thought that was enlightening. And I shared it with a lot of the people um, that have to manage a lot of these up and comers
0: as well. That's great. That's smart. And I um I fall into that category sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. Uh, but no, it is, it is difficult. You made some of the challenges I face just as a, a younger business owner is that, you know, some of the people who are, have been around the block for a long time, more experienced than me, um, often look at us and just think like automatically that just because we don't have experience doesn't mean we're like that. We don't know what we're doing or that we're, right. when we're, 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 you know, not as, um, not as sharp as they might be, which, you know, a lot of times I think experience is huge in everything, but, um, but it's a challenge for us, you know I mean? In the, in the way that, especially just the millennial attitude that some people have, you know, they, they look at it and everyone likes to group people together recently. And, 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 oh. and so it's like, we're not yeah. all the same. We're not all, you know, these I mean, I think different you, people.
1: The, the point too is with the millennials is people who have experience, that's a great thing, but unfortunately they always have an, un, seems to have an unwillingness to change. And yes. I've learned the millennial group, you know, comes in and says, well, why are you do it that way? And the, the classic answer, we'll vote. we've always done it that way. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, I like it because they're starting to, to they bring a challenge to, to the organization, which, you know, we really didn't see before because we've had people been here for so long.
0: Definitely. With like things like technology, I mean, one little change can benefit, you know, a company or organization so quickly. And it's just something that they weren't seeing. You know what I mean? Like, right. like you said, why are we doing it that way? Let's do it this way. You implement it, and now it's like, well, that, that just be a lot easier.
1: You're also technically savvy too, so when my I can't get my laptop started, I can just grab one of the, the <laughs> young men and assist me. <laughs>
0: yeah, before you start punching it.
1: <laughs> I was able to set the Zoom meeting up on my own though, so that's good. I, that, whatever you to <laughs> make it simple. It worked out fine.
0: That was good. That was good. No, these things have. I mean, another thing that COVID brought is. I mean, I, I like the fact that we can do something like this. You know, obviously, I think you and I would probably rather go out and and grab a beer or lunch. Um, and and talking that way. But, you know, in in order for us to do this um, another way, you know, one of us would have to travel. One of us would have to, you know, do that whole thing. It it probably adds another two hours, three hours to the whole ordeal where we can hop on and have a 20 minute call now. And, you know, that's at least I hope hopefully that, you know, things go back to normal in a way where we can do what I just mentioned. But this is a great option for being able to meet at this point, too, which is something that no one was really using before.
1: I agree, and I think uh, I think it's still going to be very prevalent in the sense that you know, getting on a plane, and flying to Chicago for a quick day meeting is going away. This type of stuff is. We actually sold projects without ever meeting the customers face to face. It was all just virtual. Yeah. So you're right. There's, that the reason why we, we have people come to the office staggered is I like the camaraderie. You know, you're, you're kind of in the know, um, and we don't put them at risk, obviously. We stagger it, but not nothing. Nothing will ever be you know, the human connection, you know, the, in, the in-person connection. So it's a good tool, but that's what we have to leave it as.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I totally agree. Well, look, Mike, I appreciate your time. This has been awesome. Um, thank you for your insight. You know, I'm glad to hear that you guys are doing well. And, um, you know, hopefully we can catch up again soon. And uh, like I said, maybe go grab a, a, a beer or some lunch sometime.
1: <laughs> that would be nice. Thanks for having me, Joe. It was great seeing you.
0: It's been awesome. Thanks, Mike. Take care.